Aloha, Carolina Fiber Frolic participants of the Substitutionary Locomotion class. <laughs> Try saying that three times fast. I want to thank each of you, Michelle McKean, for being a wonderful assistant, Laura Tesh, Linda McReynolds, Sally Olson, Linda Sokolowski, or Sokalski. Sorry, Linda. I'm not sure which way you pronounce it. Amy Buckley, Chris Dunlap, or Dunlap, Leslie Lewis, Amy Martin, Meg Chalet, Amy Chase, Deba Smith, Joe Glass, Becky Johnson, Ophelia Mustaine. I had a wonderful time with you. What a delight it was to see you in person at the Frolic. I cannot tell you what fun it was for me to see your faces as well as your beautiful swatches. We will now have opportunity at whatever level we want to dig in deeper to all the study and skills of substitution. So if you're listening to this audio and you were not a participant in the class, aloha to you anyway. And if you choose to listen, perhaps something me mentioned, um, will have merit or value for your knitting as well. Feel free to listen to this before or after viewing the PDF on wool. And that includes highlights and character traits of other fibers as well. And you may want to go ahead and grab a paper and pencil from your big swatch notebook as soon we are going to be having a time to take notes and um, you can have a, a chance to jot things down that I asked you not to do in class. Over the next few weeks, you will hear by way of audio and see by way of video, me sharing a few things to try with your yarns from class or others that you may have in stash to approach learning about substitution from the best source possible, your own experiences. <laughs> Again, thanks for being a part of the class at the Carolina Fiber Frolic. Each one of you added something to the class, and we are all sure glad that you came. And so now on to the message recorded earlier regarding substitution in yarn. Aloha, knitter. I should probably call you partner in substitution adventures. Most of you listening have probably substituted something else than the required yarn at some time in your knitting life. Perhaps the pattern that you love was shown in a color that would never in a million years work for you. Possibly you discovered the perfect item to knit only to find out the yarn had been discontinued. Amen, I have had that happen. <laughs> Or you just adore, adore that beautiful capelet that everyone and their brother is knitting right now, but you find out that it's in a fiber that itches your sensitive skin or would not be feasible for the climate where you live. So what did you do? Yeah, absolutely. You substituted. The why behind substitution is as unique as the knitter that chooses to do it. But the how, or rather the how to successfully, can be universal if we just take a few moments or hours or even days 
to think over what our yarn swap will do for the knit. Today I'm going to highlight a few things that you may want to consider before we change out yarns. Things that may make you feel convinced that you've been on the right path, or maybe to even take you in a totally new direction. Today we will very quickly think over simple evaluations for substitution. Have you seen Bed Knobs and Broomsticks? It is really a delightful kids movie that adults would enjoy. Miss Eglantine has almost aced the correspondence course for which she has been enrolled and she's completely devoted to and has been for quite some time. She needs to master the last spell to become a certified witch, the substitutionary locomotion spell, getting one thing to behave, act, to take on characteristics like something else. It is quite a delightful movie and rather quite a joy in knitting if you can get it to happen. To avoid a bit of heartbreak from unrealistic expectations though, and those happen, I have a few things to suggest to you. So grab that pencil and paper. <laughs> the major component. If you are knitting a garment and you want to substitute a yarn, don't just consider what you want to switch the yarn to, but rather also consider from what you plan on switching. Do you understand that? So let me just back up and say that again. If you're knitting a garment, something you're going to invest time and money and energy, hours and hours, pennies and dollars, if you're knitting a garment and want to substitute a yarn, don't just consider what you want to switch the yarn to, but rather also consider from what you plan on switching. You can most definitely substitute linen for wool. Not a single thing in this world can totally stop you. But if you saw a heavily cabled sweater, complete with baubles, knit in a natural colored wool, swapping a natural colored linen will yield you quite different results. Will they be horrible results? I would confidently say no, they wouldn't. Unless your expectation was the linen sweater was going to be like the wool. Expectations. Expectations are major factors to your substitution success. I did, in fact, switch a lovely pullover pattern in wool to a sweater in linen and loved it. I also spent about a month playing around with it before casting on for the project. Allow me to share this adventure in substitution and give you a few more suggestions in the process. First, know what you are supposed to make. At a glance, this next bit will seem applicable to sweaters, cardigans, jackets, overall large knits, but I submit that it's just as important for shawls, hats, knitting for kids, anything that you want to result in something you love. So know what you were supposed to make by knowing what the yarn intended for this garment was like. 
know what you were supposed to make. You can do this a few ways. Read, 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 read. You can pop on the internet. You can look for fiber specifics. You can um, actually go into books and look for fiber specifics. You can find blogs. Pop onto Ravelry and you can dig through other folks' projects. See what they said. Learn from them. Or learn yourself and always, always, always remember it. In fact, you might want to write that down and you can write it down like this. Learn yourself and remember it always. How? Well, do you have the yarn called for? Yes. Awesome. Terrific. Great. Wonderful. If not, consider purchasing a skein of that yarn to try it out. You may have already got a sweater's quantity of the stash that you are planning to use in lieu of the original, which is terrific. But why not see what the yarn was like originally to compare? And you may learn a lot. I can hear you. I know. I can hear you. Mel, you want me to spend an extra 5, 10, 12, maybe even 20 bucks on a skein of yarn just to swatch with? No. Mm, no, not exactly. I am encouraging you to invest an extra 5, 10, 12, maybe even 20 bucks on your knitting education. You are worth it. And don't let you or anyone else tell you differently. And practically speaking, that skein, once you try it out by knitting a few key swatches in stockinette, I always say start in stockinette. Also the main pattern of the sweater. Well, once that is done, you have all that extra yarn to knit a hat or figureless mitts, um, something else to give as a gift to someone. Knit in the original and then knit in your sub candidate. How are they alike? How do they differ? What makes them very unique? Why are they good for this sweater? Or why are they good for this stitch pattern? What may be something very obvious that you should consider in the overall end product? What are some things that you really have to look and dig for to see what could have a big impact on your final project. So rewind me and re-listen to these points and jot them down. They may come in handy later. But for now, let's hear about the wool to linen sweater. Wool is not always the first thing one wants to knit with when living on a tropical island where winter plummets to the low 60 degrees. I wanted linen. The sweater actually called for wool and that wool was worsted. I had never used the brand. I had no idea of the twist. I didn't know anything about the intention of the designer that they had for the pattern based on their fiber and brand choice. I just knew that I wanted this sweater and I wanted it in a fingering weight linen. And although I love experimentation, and doing my own thing, I did not have time to waste on knitting it up and ripping it out if I hated it. As a mom of three kids that I have homeschooled all completely, whatever else I do in the world, I have a full-time job 
educating them. My time is limited, as I'm sure is yours, and I just didn't think investing my time and energy and emotions and dreams and excitement, I couldn't imagine investing all these things only to wind up ripping it out if it really didn't work. Why not start small? So I got online and ordered the yarn. Loved it when it first arrived. I mean, when I say loved it, I mean love, 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 loved it. It was uh, my first Brooklyn Tweed purchase and I loved it. It was one skein and it was awesome. I also noticed it wasn't as crazy different as my 100% organic linen. I know, I know, I know. You're like, what? Hear me out. Both looked and felt a bit rustic, charmingly natural. And despite the fact that the label on the Brooklyn Tweed purchase said worsted, it was to my eye a very, very light worsted. So maybe I wasn't too far removed from sanity. <laughs> so what I do, I balled them up. I knit on each with the recommended size needle in stockinette, a big seven by seven inch square. Then in the ribbing I saw in the pattern, I went ahead and knit again and knit these both, uh, the linen and the wool in the stockinette from the, or not the stockinette, the ribbing from the pattern on recommend, on recommended needle size. Oh, that's a fatigue, maybe that's why. Mm. And then I did it in the stitch pattern also on the recommended needle size for both the wool and the linen. I repeated it a second time. What, why? Okay, I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> I repeated it all a second time because one set of each I washed and the other I kept as a control. By the way, I was initially knitting a shawl, um, one sock, I never ever seem to knit pairs of socks, and a cardigan. When I started this project, I intended to knit these substitution swatches here and there when the mood hit in between my other projects, until I discovered that the mood hit me and would not leave. I was so interested in discovering for myself what each of these skeins had to teach, I put aside everything else and devoted a lot of time to playing with these yarn swatches, these skeins, these, these things that I was going to need to understand to make a sweater and maybe change my mind. So then I switched the needle sizes. And no, not just for the linen. I decided that it would be interesting, and I had enough yarn, so I decided it would be interesting to see how each behaved on smaller and smaller and smaller needles, each time knitting all three swatches for both. I do want to put in an aside. It is at this point that I was running low. I think it was 100, yes, it's 140 yards per 50 grams of the, um, 
Brooklyn tweed shelter that I was using. I had tons of the linen um, and I actually wound up ordering another two skeins to play with. You may get addicted. You may find that you invest a little bit more in this activity than you originally thought. You're not crazy. Somebody else has done it too. So, um, this may actually though not be fun for everyone, but it certainly was for me. Um, after knitting these, I then tried picking up stitches on each for the collar. And it was here that I discovered that I hit a bit of an impasse where it was a wall. The wool picked up glowingly. The linen, <laughs> the linen looked as if I picked it up with my teeth and that was picking it up with my teeth with my eyes closed. So I tried and I tried and I tried. I retried and retried and retried. I compared and recompared and yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you have the idea. But I discovered what I liked about each. What worked, what at first didn't work, where I needed to devote myself to tweaks, where I knew glorious nirvana dwelled. <laughs> yep, a month. 31 days. 31 days playing around to discover and then decide and then I knit a linen pullover in fingering weight yarn that was meant to be done in worsted weight wool on needles larger than what I had planned. And I loved it. I learned how linen compares to wool first hand. I learned how they both look after being washed once, five times, ten times. How they both fared stuck in the bottom of my daughter's backpack for over a week. And that was only a week because I had forgotten to take them out after like two or three days. I discovered what I loved about both. I also noticed what I preferred about each. And traits and behaviors that would not bend to my will or the patterns no matter what I screamed at that linen. So in summary for this lesson, if you are knitting a garment and want to substitute a yarn, don't just consider what you want to switch the yarn to, but rather also consider from what you plan on switching. Second thing, expectations are major factors in your substitution success. Try to keep those expectations realistic. What are your expectations? Can the substitute yarn give those to you? Will it give you more? Are you uncertain? Step three or point three. Know what you were supposed to make by knowing what the yarn intended for this garment was like. And you can do this a couple of ways. You can do this by reading and researching. You can do this by getting visual cues and looking online, places such as Ravelry and other blogs, or do this by firsthand exposure. Invest an extra five, 10, 12, maybe even $20 on your knitting education. You are worth it, and so is your knitting time and energy. 
Next, knit in the original and then knit in your substitution candidate. Then put both of them through their paces. Wash, dry, repeat. Stick them in your purse or under your shoe for a bit of carpet to shoe exposure. Shake, 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 shake them. Lay them over your hand and wrist and see how they respond to the contour of your body. Investigate, observe, experiment, record. These steps do not have to take you 31 days. You could do them in a matter of moments. You can do them based on if you are knitting something that actually called for something you're already familiar with. Then, if you've already got five sweaters knit in the called for yarn, you know that yarn. You have it there on hand as a visual. Knit it in what you think you want to substitute it in. If you are just substituting color, now's a great time if you've already become familiar with this yarn. Go a step further away from it. Try something new. Investigate. Observe. Experiment. Record. You want to record what you're learning because everyone, no matter what age, forgets things from time to time. Even very important things. So, now we have a wee little thing that you can help determine the best course of action. You can take all of these things that you've just done and you get to decide. Do you want to move forward with it? Do you want to try something different? After all, you, 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 you are the boss. Hopefully now you are beyond amped to experiment for yourself. You should have received a kit of yarn samples. Feel one or two and see if any appeal to you. Then take those out and cast on and make a swatch of each. I always recommend a stockinette and a stitch pattern. Look at them both and ask yourself, what do you see? How does it feel? What do the stitches look like? In one and the other, do the stitches pop? Are they more subdued? Is there a halo? Really investigate. I always shake them, stretch them, fold them, bend them. There's nothing you can do to these swatches that, um, that won't give you a little bit of feedback. So play with them. In our future lessons, we will knit a scarfette Lahua, both modified and original, as well as a sweet little pattern specially for this group. Both are easy and quick knits that illustrate a range of behaviors yarns may have, but both are a bit more interesting than your traditional swatches. These are great tools for you to discover things about yarns, about fibers, about colors, and it doesn't feel as if you're wasting yarn and time and energy for those of us who may have those very real and somewhat grounded um, ideas. Well, I look forward to investigating further in lesson two with you. I hope you've enjoyed this time together. I know I sure have. 
I can't wait to see what other fun things are ahead for us. Aloha.